Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. So the state of Texas is in a standoff with the federal government right now over its ability to defend its borders from the invasion that is happening at the southern border. Texas wants to be able to put up razor wire. Texas wants to be able to, well, defend its borders. So why is the federal government fighting them? Did you ever think you would live in a time where the federal government was actively preventing a state from defending itself from an invasion? But here we are. Also, what did the Supreme Court say about all of this. We're going to have the Attorney General of Texas, Ken Paxton, on the show to break down what you need to know, what's at the heart of this, what's really happening, and where is this all going. Stay with me. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss this interview with the Attorney General of Texas, Ken Paxton. Well, Attorney General, it's great to have you on the show. I imagine you guys have been pretty busy. These days. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. Yes, it's been um, remarkably busy. Um, unfortunately, when you have a federal government that disdains the laws that um, have been passed by Congress and have been around for a long time, and they disdain that, and they have goals of importing uh, illegals and helping the cartels do it, it's it becomes really a problem for the state of Texas, and in my opinion, the whole country. Did you ever think we would have a federal government actively suing a state trying to defend itself and its borders? You know, it's I think it's kind of unfathomable to believe that your own American government, that the leadership has such disdain for the law, the Constitution, they have disdain for the people because everything they're doing related to the border, not only is it super expensive and a burden on every every citizen of the country, but it's also creates tremendous risk for higher crime, which is going to happen, which is already happening. And it creates tremendous risk for our kids who are more likely to die now ever of fentanyl overdoses and other drugs. And then it creates a tremendous risk down the road or even tomorrow for uh, some incident of terrorism that kills millions. And that's a that's a risk the Biden administration not only um, is allowed, but they're embracing it. They're They're embracing it as part of their policies. You know, I mean, I mean, that's the thing is that we know terrorists are, are coming over and we, we've had like record numbers caught at the southern border and we don't know who's actually getting in. <laughs> Those are just the people who are caught. 
Um, you know, tell us a little bit about, I, I think there's some confusion about what the Supreme Court's ruling meant. My understanding yeah. is it doesn't prohibit Texas from putting up new razor wire. Can you kind of just break this down for us and just sort of uh, alleviate any confusion that there might be? Sure. You know, of course, the liberal media interprets it uh, broadly to try to convince people that certain things are true. The only thing that injunction it was it was it was an injunction that we got. We sued, we sued the federal government. You know, months ago, I think it was in October, um, and sued them because they were coming onto our property and cutting down wire and fences and then letting thousands of illegals come across the border. So I thought, that's wrong. They, surely they can't do that. So we, we we sued them. We got an injunction at the Fifth Circuit to stop them from doing it. And the 5-4 ruling, which is obviously a one-vote margin, three liberal judges and then whatever you want to determine Roberts is and, and Barrett, um, decided that they could come onto our property and destroy whatever property they wanted to if they felt like it was necessary to allow more illegals to come into the country. And all, But it doesn't stop us from putting it back up. It doesn't stop us. It doesn't stop us from doing anything. We're going to continue to defend the border the best we can, given the fact that, you know, the cartels are, are obviously emboldened and have a lot more resources because they made a lot of money off the Biden administration. And the Biden administration has make it, made it much tougher, given that they're working with the cartels and not with us to um, to protect our citizens. So what are the next steps legally in all of this in this fight? Well, that case is still ongoing. So we haven't had. Uh, we're not done on the merits, so we still could win that case. Obviously, the Supreme Court 5-4 was not good, but we also have other cases. We have the Shelby Park case where we're, we blocked it off and we're not letting them let, letting the federal government, the Biden administration, use that as a staging ground for more illegal immigration. We also have a, a lawsuit that we've been sued over because our legislature did something I've been asking for for quite a while, which is pass a law that deports people and make them stop us. And so we've got a lawsuit over that. So we're in the middle of a lot of battles. We also have one over the buoys. Uh, we, we've got an en banc hearing with the Fifth Circuit over the buoys that we've used to try to protect. Actually, we're trying to protect the, the illegals crossing the water in dangerous places. And the Biden administration doesn't even care about that. They're fine with people drowning as long as they you know, increase the numbers of illegal immigrants. So those are the four battles right now. Sure, we'll have a few more in you know, the next week or two. And in each of those are the federal government trying to prevent Texas from defending the border and defending its borders, correct? Not only not only prevent us, but to aid and abet the cartels, because they're the primary beneficiary of this. It's not it's not even the people coming here. They're they're making, you know, eight to ten, twelve thousand dollars a person. Just add up the numbers of how many people are coming across, and we're talking about billions. And then of course, because Border Patrol is so busy doing logistics for the cartels and for the Biden administration, they don't have the manpower to stop all the illegal drugs and other crime going on. And so the cartels are able to, you know, also make inroads throughout the country with transporting drugs. And the Biden administration knows that. And they are tacitly allowing the, the cartels to build that network. You know, who, who has ultimate authority, the federal government or, or Texas in this instance? So, you know, it's interesting. It, you, we have this ter- some of the, this terrible case back in the Obama administration where the, the court on a, another bad ruling said that, you know, Arizona couldn't pass laws to protect itself when the federal government had a law that they weren't enforcing. So, you know, I cannot imagine any of these states 
joining a union, including Texas, if you had told them that the federal government wasn't going to defend the borders and that they had to just sit on their hands and it would be illegal and raw in a, a violation of some court order to protect your own citizens, no one would have joined. So there we're, we created a, a country where the federal government is responsible, supposed to be responsible to the states. We gave them the power. They didn't give us the power. And now suddenly they're dictating to us and saying, we have the power. You can't even protect yourself when we won't do it. That cannot be right. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Stay with us. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. A couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know... Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. So Texas, along with other conservative states, um, have sent illegal immigrants who have made their way into, you know, Florida or or Texas um, to sanctuary cities. Do you think that's helped kind of put this issue on the map when you've got mayors like Eric Adams now sounding the, the alarm in places like New York City? I absolutely, you know, so funny when it started happening, I was like, what good is a couple hundred or a couple thousand? These, you know, these cities have just a trickle compared to us. I think it make a difference. But it, it was a genius move by Governor Abbott and then other governors followed because it highlighted the hypocrisy of all these sanctuary cities and these Democratic mayors that were like criticizing us and criticizing Trump for enforcing the, the, the laws that we have in place to keep illegals out, calling it racist 
and all and calling saying hateful things about governors and the president who were protecting the border. And then, you know, they created their sanctuary cities because they didn't have to worry about it. No one was coming, right? Because we were, we were, it was being blocked by the enforcement of federal law. And then suddenly Biden on, starts allowing all, all these people to come in and we send a few thousand on, on buses to these liberal sanctuary cities. And suddenly they're like, well, wait, 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 we didn't mean it. We didn't want these people. It was fine when they weren't coming in and it was fine when they're all in Texas and Florida and Arizona and California but no, we don't want any of them. It costs a lot of money, and there's a lot of crime. Obviously, huge hypocrisy, and uh, that has been highlighted to the American people by the continuation of this busing to their sanctuary cities. But then it's like they're still not arriving at the logical conclusion, which is shutting it down and preventing this from happening, because you see people like Eric Adams, and he's like, oh, we just need more federal funding. We, You know what I mean? Like, So he still hasn't arrived. At what He's would actually prevent this? I don't think they're ever going to arrive it, even though that's the logical, most common sense. Uh, why wouldn't you just protect your border like every other country in the world? I mean, I don't know one that doesn't. Uh, it, but their goals are different. Their goals are in massive importation of people to affect elections in the future. They want a one-party country where it's impossible for there to be competition for the presidency or control of the U.S. Congress so that we are more like a, you know, honestly, more like a totalitarian government. What's Venezuela, China, where, you know, one party controls, that's what they want in the end is they want one party control where they have no possible way of losing because they'll fix all the elections anyway once they get control and we won't be free. That's what they want. They want to control everything. You know, I, I mean, I don't really see any other solution besides like mass deportation of the people who came here under the Biden administration. I mean, it's, we've let in, you know, like I think a, a population enough more than like something like 33 states. <laughs> like yeah. I've heard like 12 million and that that's just a guess. I know. <laughs> well, then it's going to be more states. I mean, I think like the CBO said six, uh, six million, but like, I don't, you know, I think it's higher than that. I've heard much higher than that. Um, but like, we don't really know, right? I think that's part of the challenge as well is because you have all these people um, who have, you know, gotaways and, you know, it's it's hard to really know how many people have made their way here into the United States. Um, you know, what has that meant for Texas? Like, what what has that done to, you know, the towns and, and cities in the state of Texas in terms of, you know, crime and fentanyl and, uh, you know, financially draining, I would assume? Yeah, it's very expensive. Uh, we, obviously, we're spending a lot more on law enforcement. Billions of our dollars are going to law enforcement that otherwise we wouldn't have to spend. We could spend on other better things that are, would benefit our citizens. We also have tremendous costs for schools. We have tremendous costs for health care. Uh, we have, uh, in, I mean, crime is definitely up, and especially the bigger cities like Austin um, is a particularly, you know, higher crime rate. And but it's true, really, all over the state. We're we're struggling with higher crime. And, of course, we have more children dying from fentanyl overdoses than we've ever had. That's probably the saddest thing. But wait till we have a terrorist attack and it affects literally thousands and thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, it could be millions. We don't know. But we know that that's being planned and that the Biden administration, again, has disdain for its own people and is willing to take the chance. Maybe they don't hope for it, but they certainly are making the environment much more likely. And so, in my opinion, they're 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 willing to accept that possibility and the fact that it actually could happen. 
I mean, it's kind of a given that we've let in, you know, terror cells from, and it's not just like, you know, it's like they've they've already warned us about, you know, potentially Hamas, you know, individuals infiltrating the border, and then we know that we have like Chinese nationals, Russian, you know, like I thought these were enemy nations. They're all a bunch of them are like young men who are military age coming over by themselves, and. We already know too that even on our terror watch list that we're catching a higher higher number of them. Doesn't mean that we're getting better at catching them. Clearly, they're not going to be going through points of entry to, you know, sign in. They're just crossing the border, and who knows how many terror cells have set up under the auspices of the Biden administration border policy. Well, it's pretty frustrating to see that Republicans don't or not all Republicans seem to grasp what's happening. I mean, you've got people like Lankford who was arguing for a potential bill out of the Senate that would allow for 5,000 illegal immigrants per day, um, which would mean over 1.8 million a year, I think something like 150,000 per month. Um, That's basically just codifying an invasion in perpetuity. Can I just say how, as a Republican, how dumb I think that is? Like, how dumb could you be to, to authorize illegals coming into our country. And then basically Biden says, well, hey, the Republicans voted for it. They're the ones that agreed to this. And now now you're letting in more people in violation. I guess you, you're going to pass a law to say it's OK. I don't understand why you would. I mean, President Biden right now is hanging himself uh, during the, for the next election with this issue. And he's it's becoming it's become the number one issue. And it's not good for the Biden administration Hey, but then we get a bunch of Republicans going, let's bail them out right before the election. Let's help the guy. Let's let's give let's give our blessing to this awful policy that has that we can't pay for, even though we've authorized it. We're not going to have we don't have the money for it or the uh, ability to, to sustain the, the higher crime rates and the higher risk. I have no idea how any Republican that is of sound mind could possibly think that's a good idea. Quick break. More with Attorney General Ken Paxton. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. 
This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I feel like what is happening is Biden is trying to set Republicans up to be like, look, I tried. They're to, you know, so like even playing ball plays into that. They should have just immediately rejected anything, you know, like the the number allowed in is zero, right? Period. End of story. Like we're not negotiating the, the beyond that. Is, is, the number allowed in is what federal immigration law is about already. Yeah. If we could just if we could enforce what we had, we've already proven it works in the Trump administration. It worked. He he did it. And it was it was working. Do you want to tweak that some? Well, then do it. But don't do it under the auspices of the uh, Joe Biden and and bailing him out and then giving him a way of saying, hey, look, my Republican brothers, they're the ones that did this. I didn't I didn't authorize this. They authorized it. They just passed a law that said it was a good thing. And now. You're there and now President Trump is criticizing me. It's his own party's fault. Why would you do that? He's done it for almost four years. Why would you do it right before the election and hand Joe Biden? It's kind of like what are they? It's always snatching um, victory from from the or uh, defeat from the jaws of victory. Something, whatever that saying is, that's what they're doing. You know, and then you've got Biden saying, oh, I need this emergency power so I can shut down the border when he already has that authority. I mean, the whole thing is is just a joke. I mean, we should be talking about how many people we're going to deport from the country and not allow uh, in at this point. Do you think Americans get the joke? Do you think that they understand that they are now second class citizens to illegal immigrants who have come to this country? I think a lot of them do. And that's why Biden is struggling. And that's why he's trying to pass this off to the Republicans. And, the, and you make a really good point. That is, why aren't guys like James Lankford or others saying, hey, we should be deporting these people. Let's 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 provide resources to deport people rather than help them import people. I mean, haven't we gotten enough senators, Republican senators, haven't enough people come across? Why are you saying we need more? If it's 12 million people or 10 million, whatever it is, it's already overloading the system. And you're really going to say, yeah, just go ahead and do more. We don't we don't care. You know, even if it was five thousand, I just I just don't think we should allow anyone into this country knowingly and intentionally breaking our, our laws. You know, like those are not the people I want in the United States, because then those are the people, in my opinion, who are either going to take more from the system than they put in or they're going to be breaking other laws. Right. Like the, these are not people who are willing to go along with law and order and abide by the process. So these are just well, not people I want in my country to begin with. Well, and to act like 5,000 is some, you know, de minimis number, please. That's like, what, a million and a half people a year? How, I mean, so basically you're just rubber stamping what the Biden administration has been doing. Maybe maybe there won't be 2 million. There'll be just 1.5 million. Well, thanks, Republicans, for, I mean, I hope that my Well, party, I meant 5,000 in general, <laughs> not a, not, not oh, per day, which oh. is what, uh, 5,000 per day is what uh, the Langford bill, or, you know, what Langford was pushing. I agree with you. I don't want, I don't think until... Until we get, we deport a lot of people, 
we should just shut down the border saying it's all got to be legal immigration and nothing else because we have already we have enough people that have come in in the last four years that that's enough forever <laughs> we've 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 done it I mean, I'm of the belief we should streamline our legal immigration as well and bring people into the country that, um, you know, are going to be a net benefit to the nation as a whole. Um, but yeah. that's the that conversation is very far away because we're, we're having Republican. We have Republicans in the Senate right now defending 5000 per day. So I think that conversation is, you know, way, way in the future, maybe never. But well, uh, I think if Trump comes in the Republican Senate. uh changes on, on its focus. They're not going to be talking about the same stuff that, I mean, they're letting Joe Biden lead him by the nose. If they're, if they're talking about that, Joe Biden should be gone. If we don't allow, we don't set him up for, you know, victory in, in the end. I just worry about all these indictments. Um, I, I, I don't well, know. Look, I don't know how that no, no, plays you out. Should worry about it. It's, it was a strategy. I mean, it's no, it's not an accident that they realize there's no way that Joe Biden's going to win unless we put the, President Trump in jail. So now we're going to turn him into a criminal. If that strategy is successful, then it's over. I mean, we are no longer free. They'll they're going to do it to me. They're, anybody that speaks out and challenges puts puts pressure on any liberal Democrat, then they'll just put us in jail. And if that is a, a way, if if they can do that because you're you're trying to serve your country, we're done. It won't. If if they can do that to him, it it's going to happen to all of us. And I'm I'm an example of them trying to do it to me. So I know how they operate. They've turned it into the legal warfare and they use liberal judges in liberal counties with liberal juries where you have it looks like you have no chance. And I'm going through the same thing. And it's it's incredibly um challenging, but it's also like, what is wrong? Are we in America? What happened to our country that this type of stuff can have to ha- happen to people that are just trying to serve their their state or their country. I feel like I'm asking myself that every day. (laughs) I can honestly tell you, I have felt often like I live since I've been attorney general that I live in. It's very similar to being in in Germany during, during the thirties, because every time you turn around as a Republican leader, if you're trying to push the envelope and keep this country free, then they are investigating you at every level possible. And they are trying to put you in prison. And I'm like, how is this different than that? How is this different than being in Venezuela? How is it different than being in, in totalitarian countries? We're moving very close to that. If you can do that to President Trump and you can do it to me and you can do it to other Republican leaders that are actually trying to speak out and and, and hold the line on our freedom. Well, it's certainly a scary time. And, um, you know, hopefully uh, Republicans prevail this election cycle because, um, you know, I don't want to know well, what the country looks like if we don't. I'm going to say this. I'm not afraid. I don't want to be afraid. I don't think anybody should be afraid. That's how they win. If we're afraid, they win. That means we're, we're all like, well, I don't want to give money to this person because then I might get investigated by, you know, the IRS or this. And so if we start playing that game on our side right now, there's too many of us for them to win. We are the majority. The people that want freedom, that want opportunity, that want a free country, we're the majority until what happened in Germany is those people shut up because they were afraid of the, you know, the, the ruling class. And if we let that happen here and we act like we're afraid, they'll beat us. I agree. Well, we'll, we'll keep having these sorts of interviews on, on this podcast. Uh, Attorney General, keep up the fight. We appreciate what you're doing in Texas and we appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. Hey, thank you. I really appreciate it. I love what you're doing. 
That was Ken Paxton, the attorney general of Texas. Uh, He's a busy guy right now. Obviously, a lot of activity out of the state. So we appreciate him making the time for the show. Appreciate you guys at home for listening every Monday and Thursday, but you can listen throughout the week. I want to thank John Cassio, my producer, for putting the show together. Until next time. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.